Welcome, everyone, to episode 361 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Will. Today's topic is going to be our first annual E3 2018 award ceremony show, I guess. Uh, I don't know why I even thought this was a good idea, but I thought it was a good idea. You know, we've never done an E3 awards. Uh, It's still fresh in everybody's minds, too. Yeah, we probably should. If we had been planning ahead, we would have done this last week when we did our E3 recap. Uh, but we didn't. So we're going to do it this week. Um, like I said, beating a dead horse. But what can you do? Or you're getting double E3 content from us. Double E3, triple E3 content, really, with our E3 content, with our our preview predictions. Yep. So that's true. Um yeah, so that's going to be our main topic. Do you any? Do you have anything you want to tease for later on in the episode? Been playing Hollow Knight a lot of nice. Hollow Knight. Um, I love Hollow Knight with all of my heart. Uh-huh. I might even be playing Hollow Knight during the podcast at some point. Uh, <laughs> it's easy to do with the Switch. It really is. Um, yeah, so I'll be talking. I'm actually starting to understand how the systems in the game work. Which I'm a little excited about because I didn't know there was as much there to it. Um, With the mapping and stuff? Mapping, the charms, all that stuff. I didn't know any of that existed, but I'm discovering it and it is pretty cool. So that's what I'll be talking about later. Okay. Uh, As far as what I played, I mostly played Far Cry 5 this past week. Uh, I also played a little bit of Hollow Knight. I feel like I played one other thing. Um, Probably some Mario Kart. Oh, I played Mario Kart with the kids. So a little bit of Mario Kart. Um, but that's probably not anything I'll talk about. So, yeah, let's get into our our main topic. So, we have what is it? We have eight categories, and this will obviously change for every year we do this. But this is our for our annual E3 awards. Now, uh, I only did winners. I didn't do runners yep. up or anything. Nope. Same here, just winners. Okay. I didn't didn't do runners. I there was one I had two that I kind of split it between, but okay. Other than that. Uh, so we'll start with our least favorite trend from this year's E3. This was a category suggested by Will, which I think is a very good one. Because mm-hmm. uh, picking up on, on industry trends is something that's uh, very important, you know, coming out of E3. So least favorite trend, Will. My least favorite trend, and it actually was not as bad as I thought it was going to be, but it still happened enough for me to dislike it, saying Battle Royales and things. Yeah, Battle Royale. Uh, I am not a fan of the Battlefield uh, Battlefield Five, or is it Battlefield Five? Is that technically what it's called? Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. So I don't like seeing that game have one for a lot of different reasons. Um, I talked about it. I think it was the last week. How I just feel like that's just going to be taking away from the rest of the game to be able to do that in a game that's historically had launch issues. Yeah, I think that's going to be a big problem. I don't like the Call of Duty game has it. Um, I feel like I'm missing one more, but 
I mean, we don't know if games like the division are going to have them. Um, so yeah, I just don't, I don't like that trend. I get why they're doing it, but battle Royales, I'm only going to play Fortnite If anything, if I'm going to play a battle Royale, which is kind of rare at this point, I don't want my other games to have them in there taking away from the rest of the game. Cause I know EA is telling dice right now, Hey, get a battle Royale on this. We'll figure the rest out later. I just have that feeling. Cause EA has no trust built up with me. Yeah. Same here. So absolutely. You know, and as I thought we were going to see a lot more of it than we did. You're right. It, it didn't pop up nearly as much as we thought it was going to. Um, but it was still there and you could kind, you could maybe tell that they didn't want to be too predictable as yeah. far as conferences go in saying, oh, yeah, we're adding a battle royale, battle royale mode to the, this game or that game. So mm-hmm. maybe there was some of that, too. Yeah. Uh, so my least favorite trend, uh, and this started a few years ago, were way too early announcements for games. Yeah. Uh, this started with the Final Fantasy VII remake announcement that was... Was that three or four years ago? Three years ago now? I want to I say it was three. Because that three was the year ago. that they, they did the Shenmue, um, mm-hmm. the Final Fantasy remake. And then what was the other one that they did? Did they do Kingdom Hearts then too? That's still not out yet? It was Kingdom Hearts and the remake of Ico. Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, I think That was right. when they did like four or five things that nobody thought they would ever actually see. And they all saw right in a row. Yeah. Uh, and this year, th- like I said, this started a few years ago with the Final Fantasy. I've, it's probably happened in the past, but that was the first time I really like noticed it. Uh, obviously, Final Fantasy VII Remake still has no timetable. People are saying 2022. I, I think that's only half-jokingly. Um, there was a no-show again this year at, at E3. So. Dan, you'll be happy to know the creative director said the development is going well. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it is. <laughs> We just picked I'm the sure game up and we started and it's doing well. Yep, we are in three months into development. <laughs> um, for this one, it was uh, Cyberpunk. A little bit, I got that. You know, there's no timetable on the on Cyberpunk. I tend to take you know CD Projekt Red. I give them a little more slack than I probably do other developers. But it was also uh, Elder Scrolls Six. Mm-hmm. No idea how far in development that is. Uh, even though Bethesda was one of my favorite conferences, uh, and they also announced Starfield, um, which I'm really interested in, but they I had nothing to go on. You know, it was just a very brief teaser trailer. Um, so, you know, is it going to come out next year? Is it going to come out in 2025? Like, give me something, just something, you know. Only thing I know is that Starfield will be out before the new Elder Scrolls. Probably. The only, only thing we know. I would have been happy if they even put, like, possibly coming out in 2020, you know? That would have been enough. Like, at least there was some kind of, you know, like I said, I don't know if this game's coming out in six years or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. there's. I feel like there was one other game that they talked about that we just have no idea. Uh, I, don't, it was, I don't think it was Bethesda, but someone else. Um but yeah, that's that. I hate that. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that either. I mean, they never really announced the release date for Gears Tactics either. Yeah. Um, it was just mentioned. And like I said, it doesn't have to be exact dates, but a time frame. You know, are you looking at a year from now, two years from now? Just give me something. At the same time, I don't want games to come out before they're ready. And exactly. That, so. 
Yeah, I uh, that's definitely that was runner up for me uh, for at least favorite trend. I just don't like not knowing when a time frame when some when to expect something. Yeah, I think I think when you're developing, it's the same thing with music. When you announce too early, you build hype, you build hype, it crescendos and then it goes back down. Um, and I don't I don't like that because by the time it eventually does come out, like the hype that you had built up is gone if it's too yeah. far out. Oh, yeah. Hype turns into like anger and resentment and yep. then apathy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's exactly how it goes. That's how I feel. You know, uh, I guess it's Final Fantasy Seven. Like at first I was angry about it. Now I just I don't care. Yeah, um, you reach the point of just I don't care. Yeah. Don't care one bit. Yep. Uh so favorite trend. Well, favorite trend from E3 2018. Uh so what I noticed from developers like Nintendo, all they've been doing a very conscious effort ever since Breath of the Wild to it's actually the exact opposite of Yubi's favorite trend to announce games that are six to twelve months out uh, yeah. from being released. Uh, developers like Nintendo have done that. Um, Sony used to do that, not so much. I know uh, Microsoft for a lot of their stuff was things that are going to be coming out. I mean, there is exceptions like Crackdown Three, yeah. uh, that have been in development for God knows how long. But like the main company that I am using this to is Nintendo, announcing their games and when they're coming out, and they're usually within six to twelve months. I know last year they kind of broke that with Pokemon and like Metroid, but. For the most part, everything we see from a conference like Nintendo was things that we're going to be seeing pretty soon. Bethesda usually does this, too. They broke that this year with Elder Scrolls and Starfield. I think it's because they take a lot of crap for... Yeah, not looking down the pipe pipe a little bit. People are like, well, aren't we seeing anything from them, like Elder Scrolls-wise? Yeah. Um, So, like, this was them being like, oh, we are doing it like don't worry so that's kind of what i took with their end of their conference was but their big ones they even said that they usually only do things that are going to be releasing this year yeah Um, and they broke that for those last two things they showed and i appreciate that the developers or companies do that you know because yeah they they talked a lot about fallout 76 which is coming out this fall rage 2 which is uh next year but it's early. early next year so it's 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 close at the very least and those were their those were kind of their two focuses during that the other stuff was like just briefly mentioned mm-hmm. so yeah yeah that's so that's my favorite trend um you know when you do these e3s you kind of have one that are going to be way out there that you don't know are going to come out or games that are coming out fairly soon it's kind of devel- depends on the developer yeah all right, my favorite trend is getting away from loot boxes. Yes. It's been a long time coming, and uh, the one good thing about the EA press conference was they were kind of apologetic with how they implemented that whole thing into uh, Battlefront 2 specifically, but there are games in general. I think Battlefield 5 isn't going to have any kind of loot boxes, right? I don't think so, no. No loot boxes, no season pass that divides up the the player base yeah um so the, you know those are good pro-consumer types of things um i do know fallout 76 is gonna have not loot boxes but viable cosmetics yeah which is fine I, I i don't like the the loot box part of it because you don't know what you're gonna get you know if you have something like a cool skin that you're working towards or that you want to spend money on like 
fine. Like, but I want to know what it is. I don't want to get a bunch of random crap that I don't care about mm-hmm. with the chance of getting uh, a rare item or whatever. You know, I just want to buy what I want to buy. You know. So, so how do you how do you feel about Overwatch? You don't like Overwatch loot boxes? Well, the, the I mean, I think for the most part you can buy that stuff, right? Straight up. To be honest, I haven't played Overwatch in maybe six seven months so i don't really know how it is now i mean i never spent a dime on their loot boxes i would just open them as i got them yeah but i i i really think you can because you get the in-game currency that you can use to actually just buy the stuff straight Mm -hmm. up so you at least have something to work towards definitively you know unlike PUBG, where instead of working on the game they're actually just shoehorning loot boxes in it well yeah that's exactly right and that's why they're losing to Fortnite. One of the reasons uh, having to pay for the game is probably a, another one. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Pay for a game that, as far as I know, is still a little bit on the janky side. Oh, it's very janky. Yeah. It's, I haven't watched anyone play it in a while. I've never played it myself. I used to watch it on Twitch a decent amount. Um, but yeah, I haven't done that even. No. Uh, not a fan of PUBG anymore. Yeah. All right. Biggest disappointment, Will. So my biggest disappointment, and it was actually, it was really hard for me to pick one because this year, out of all of them, I thought it was a better year at E3. There wasn't anything that I was objectively like, oh man, about. So I would say, for me, seeing legitimately nothing on Final Fantasy VII Remake was... Uh pretty disappointing i uh i was a huge fan of sony's conference like i thought sony did a really good job with our conference contrary to what a lot of people thought um but like square enix could have used something like that and you know we have no clue what is going on with final fantasy 7 um because obviously we're going to hear the good side of it of what's going on from the developer can we Um, admit at this point that it was just a bad idea to do that to begin with I mean, yeah, nobody's ever going to be happy with it. Uh, I probably honestly would have left it alone. But I feel like regardless, this game is going to sell incredibly well. So that's probably why they're doing it. But yeah, the fact that we didn't hear a single thing from it, uh, I thought was disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Uh, My biggest disappointment was Anthem. I was expecting more out of Anthem, uh, mostly because of Bioware. I like Bioware stuff. Uh, I didn't get get the uh, I didn't get the the positive vibes from the game that I was expecting. You know, yeah, yeah. I I, I had a hard time seeing where Bioware storytelling was going to factor into the game, and not have it be more than just like a standard looter shooter. You know, like mm-hmm. Destiny. I think that's exactly what it's going to end up being. Yeah, I, I just they didn't do a good enough job explaining how story is going to matter. And uh, I think that at one point they even mentioned that there's not going to be any romance in the game, which, you know, if you're play, talking about Bioware games specifically, like that's that's a major factor in a lot of their games. So in uh, the Knights of the Old Republic games in Mass Effect and Dragon Age, like that's a huge deal for a lot of people. Uh, so. Not yeah, having I, that. I can't seduce an alien? Yeah. Is that what you're I mean, telling that's, me? That's why we play games. Hmm. Yeah. That's a, that's a good one. 
I uh, I actually had no expectations for Anthem going in. That's the only reason why I wasn't disappointed with it because I was like, this is probably not going to be great. Right. Yeah. So that was my biggest disappointment. What's your biggest surprise, Will? My biggest surprise, Dan, is Ghost of Tsushima. Is that how it's pronounced? Tsushima? Tsushima. 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 Yeah, close enough. (laughs) That game. Yes. (laughs) That game looks awesome. I'm a huge fan of the Asian hack and slash um, style of game, like the Dynasty Warriors games. I know it's not going to be the same type of game. It'll be... A little bit more RPG, a little bit more less hack and slash and killing billions of people. Uh, Tsushima. Thanks, Beardless. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my game that I was the most surprised about because when I saw this game, I was blown away uh, from yeah. what I saw. And that was only a side mission. Like, I can't imagine how the rest of this game is going to be. Uh, and I like Sucker Punch a lot. I love, I mean, they did Infamous Second Son. Uh Right, uh, and I was actually a huge fan of that game um, when it came out. I thought it was a very solid launch. I think it was it was a launch window game, if I remember correctly, for the PlayStation Ghost Four. Sushi? No, no, Infamous Second Son. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It was a launch window game. Yeah, I don't think it was launch window. Launch. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm I like Sucker Punch games, so I'm pretty excited for this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my biggest surprise was a split between Dying Light 2 mm. and Hollow Knight surprise release on the Switch. Uh, I love the surprise releases. I love when they are like, okay, you can go get the game now. They did that for Fortnite and Hollow Knight uh, for the Nintendo Switch. But I put Dying Light on there because Dying Light was one of my favorite games whatever year it came out. Uh, I think it was in my top five for uh, best games. It was I, my big, my choice for biggest surprise. It was a game yeah. I really loved. I had no idea they were working on a second one. Um, and this, like, it seems like they addressed the worst part of the game for me, which was the story. Uh, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't as good as it probably could have been. Um, so it, it really seems too like there's going to be branching paths with uh, choices and consequences that actually matter for the world, which is really, really intriguing for me. So, yeah, um, it's definitely my my biggest surprise. I was very happy to see that. So Yeah, you know what, Dan? Earlier today in my head, I made the note for my biggest surprise was going to be that we had multiple games that say available now uh and i wanted to bring that up for the biggest surprise and i completely spaced on it so i'm glad you brought it up because you know hollow knight it's a game that we've been waiting for the switch for since the switch has come out at this point uh so finally getting to be able to download it and play it i am so pumped to be able to do that so and you like me waited and didn't buy it on steam because we wanted to get it on the switch like this game is like eight bucks on Steam sometimes. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> it's oh. on sale right now, actually. Yeah, so it's just like, I really wanted to get it. Oh, I also forgot to bring up. Corey said he loved Hollow Knight, so okay. Um, that and Eric just bought it, so yeah, he bought it today. Three of the four love it. We'll find out on the fourth. Yes. All right. Well, worst conference. 
Oh man, so that's a that's a toss up between EA or Square Enix. I'm gonna give it to EA though because, unlike with Square Enix, I found nothing that interested me in EA. Yeah, um, I didn't really care too much for any of the indies. Um, I mean, Anthem maybe looked all right, uh, but not too. I'm probably not even gonna get Anthem because it's not my type of game. Uh, I don't like those time sync games. Yeah. With Square Enix, there was at least that Platinum game that they announced that uh, I don't remember what it's called. Something Babylon. Yeah, Gates of Babylon or something like that. That did look really interesting. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and we saw nothing about it. It's just a little teaser trailer. That looks cool. We saw some uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. So at least we got to see that. Uh, so that's why I have EA at the bottom of the barrel for the yep. conferences. Uh, I also picked EA as the worst. Again, like you, there was almost nothing for me there. I was interested in Unravel 2 and the other indie game that they showed. Um, that at least had some like really creative, neat artwork. And um, Other than that, there was, there was I hate when they put sports on those things. It drives me crazy because I just don't want to. I don't want to see it, you know. Uh, it just it sucks because it's probably their most profitable games. Oh, it's e- they're easily their most profitable games because they don't have to change them that much from year to year. And everybody's going to buy them. Right, right. They'll sell millions and millions of copies. So, yeah, that was that was the worst one by far. It wasn't even close. Like you said, Square Enix had stuff that I was interested in, even though I, did, I thought it was uh, not a very good conference. It had Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which I like, and and the Babylon game which I'm interested in. Yeah. I'm interested in games like Kingdom Hearts. I yeah. don't think it's going to come to anything I have, but yeah, I'm actually stuff I was interested in for that one. I'm actually very excited for Kingdom Hearts 3. That's January, right? I'm not sure. All I'm hoping for is a Switch or PC release for it. I'm going to look real quick. Kingdom. I think it's early next year. A little birthday present for me. Oh, there you go. January 25th. 25th okay you know what we're just kidding remember when there was like windows of games that would come out like every quarter there'd be like maybe a month when a game would come out yeah. a couple games now it's just, it's a it's game on everything oh, is coming out whenever yeah which it's it's easier because i when we, i know when we first started this podcast I, there would be weeks where i would buy three brand new 60 dollars games yeah at least exactly. now they're a little bit more staggered which get maybe hopefully I'll be able to play a little bit more of them than usual, but that hasn't been the case. Well, do you, at, go ahead. Well, do you know what the worst part is now? The fall, it's not bare, but it's not as packed as it was because oh, everybody's no. just like, "Well, we're gonna go to like February." Yeah, we're gonna go into the early New Year. Yeah, is releasing games, and then that's just when all the all the delayed games too from the fall, and they delay it to early, early of the next year. Yeah, so. it, like February, there's like six games that I want next February. So it's just like, ah, uh, great. Like I'm going to be poor right off the hop. Yeah. All right. Best conference, Will. Nintendo. Real quick, Beardless brings up a good point. He said he yeah. actually likes Square's conference. Uh, it was like Bethesda's conference, but they didn't waste any time. That's a good point because Square Enix is, from what I remember, was like 30 minutes or something like that. It was pretty short. Yeah, Bethesda was like an hour and a half, I think, weren't they? Yeah. So that's a good point. Square Enix didn't waste time, so at least they went through it quick. That's a good point. I wanted and to bring that up. Didn't have any card game stuff during Ugh, it. God, card game or sports. Makes me, makes me fall asleep. Um, <laughs> my favorite, 
uh, conference was Nintendo, though. Uh, the Smash Ultimate stuff, like, I was so pumped for that. You know, seeing a little bit of the new Fire Emblem, I got really excited doing that. Uh, there's just, Nintendo has a soft spot for me, always. And when you're going to trot Smash out there and announce that every single character that's ever been in a Smash game is uh, is back, you know I'm going to be all in for that. I actually read a funny article today where... Uh, where Sakurai, who is the like main developer of the Smash series, he said when he announced to his team that he wanted every character back, he said he was met with silence from everybody. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So uh, you can probably tell from that response how uh, much effort is going into this one comparatively to the other one. I've been watching some gameplay videos of it. I'm so hyped for it. Uh, I love some of the character models that they've done like for the new game, like switching Zelda and Link's character models to more updated versions is perfect. Like I love the champion's tunic for, uh, for Link uh-huh. uh, and Zelda's new design for a Link Between Worlds, I want to say. Like she looks so different. Like it, it, I love her new design. Like that might be the design I'm most excited for. Sheik looks great. Um, you know, Mario getting cappy. Like all those new updated touches for this game, I'm really excited on top of some of the new characters. Like... I'm yeah. Yeah, hyped because of Nintendo, yeah. you know, Smash Brothers. So Absolutely. Um so my best conference was Bethesda. I think it I think I actually said this last week. Um I, I liked everything there pretty much other than the card game part, which bored me to tears. Uh but I liked that they opened with a Andrew WK number. Mm-hmm. Uh that was fun. And then uh the Rage Two stuff, because I'm I am very interested in that game. Um, and then I like I like Todd Howard. I think he's an entertaining guy. Um, so yeah, 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 he is. He's a good presenter. Um, the Fallout seventy six stuff interested me. Uh, I even though I said it's my least favorite trend, I like that they let us know that they were working on Elder Scrolls six and that they talked about the Starfield game, which I don't think I ever heard about before. Before. Uh, for the conference so i only knew about it because of reddit people were talking about bethesda was working on something codenamed starfield before e3 okay. so that's the only reason i had even heard about it so when i saw it i was like oh there's that game everybody talked about gotcha okay um worst in show will worst in show this was tricky for me because I couldn't really pinpoint something that I thought showed very poorly, in my opinion. Um, I had a hard time with this cat. What do you have, Dan? I have Command and Conquer Rivals. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Well, no. You know what? As far as mobile games go, it might be awesome. I just can't care about them. Like, mobile games hold me my attention for, like, five minutes. Uh, outside of I play Pokemon Go occasionally, and then I played Mario Run for a little bit, but I haven't even fired that up in in a long time. So I just can't uh, can't get behind the mobile stuff, especially not on a E three press conference, you know. Yeah. And then and then to trot out the people and do a lot like it was just too much for me. Uh, yeah. So it may be an awesome mobile game, but I will never find out because I will never play it. I guess I'll just go with um, the what's that Elder Scrolls card game? Legends. Elder Scrolls Legends. Yeah, I guess that was the part where I was like, Ugh. 
on. Yeah. So that that'll be mine. I like I said, I'm I don't know if I'm getting less cynical uh, about games as I get get older, but I liked pretty much everything. To so to vary, even when they brought out the guy to talk about uh, Elder Scrolls Online, even I was a little excited about that because it made me want to play it. So yeah, it made me want to try it. Yeah, definitely. I, that dude was loved him since Elder Scrolls <laughs> Online, the lead developer or whatever. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I should give this a go. Well, everyone I know that actually plays it really likes it. Yeah, ex- so. I if I didn't have other MMOs that I want to play more, I would have. I would I would be playing it right now actually probably with them. I I'd be playing Guild Wars too, but mm-hmm. you know, you know how that goes. That was your that was your MMO. Yeah, that was my jam. All right, well, best in show. Best in show. So, two way tie. Huh? You can probably guess them at this point. Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers. Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Um, I would have Spyro on there because I'm head over heels for what they've done with the game so far, but they didn't actually show at any conferences. I actually have seen separate gameplay videos from E3 and post E3. Uh, so I haven't, I'm not really counting that one. Um, so I would have those two with the last of us two also looking really good. The more that I rewatch that stuff, I'm pretty impressed with it. Um, so I'd say maybe those three, I, liked cyberpunk a lot but we we personally didn't see anything uh the people who have seen it behind closed doors are really in love with it they're gaga over it which makes me so excited yeah so like you know i would have that on there but like i said because we didn't see it but i'm hearing great things so that bodes well for it um so yeah i would say the top three for me i'd i'll throw smash ultimate only because of my fanboyism as number one and then ghosts of tsushima Yes. Nailed it. Uh, as two, and then three will be The Last of Us. Okay. Unless I'm forgetting something. I don't think I am, though. Uh, my best in show was also Ghosts of Tsushima. Yeah. Despite, I probably won't ever play it because I don't have a PS4. Um, <laughs> it looked awesome to me, and that's the type of game that I want to play, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, apparently, I don't know if I talked about this last week or if I read this somewhere, but. They brought in the developers brought uh, Sucker Punch brought in like Japanese historians to oh, really? coach them on, on in the game. Yeah. So um, I like the, you know, the the accuracy type that they're that they're trying to go for there. Yeah, that's awesome. That you know, is the cool. structural stuff, uh, societal stuff that they're trying to they're trying to get get right for the game. So, yeah, pe- very, very cool. People are very I don't know why sometimes they're kind of over the top with wanting historical accuracy and like the combat and stuff like that. Well, yeah. Not, that's not what's important. The right. structural, the societal, setting. the setting that is more important to me because I don't want to play a realistic combat game. You know, if dynasty warriors was realistic, I would kill like maybe 20 people and that would be the end of the battle. Like I want to be able to slice my way through tons of enemies and do cool moves and stuff like that, that aren't realistic. Uh, and getting me into the world is the other stuff that, so I find that more important. So I'm glad they brought those people in there to be able to, you know, have all of the structural stuff set into place and how yeah. like the, how the world was at the time. Yeah. Cause people are getting upset that there's, there's uh female soldiers in battlefield five. I, I don't care about that. I just want the, the setting to be realistic. You know, that's, that's, that doesn't bother me in the least bit. I actually know somebody who's upset about uh, all of the fallout, or not fallout the battlefield stuff i'm like really 
I, I don't care one bit. It's fine. I'm never going to even pick up while I'm playing the game that that soldier is a woman. I wouldn't have noticed if, if, <laughs> someone, ha- if someone hadn't pointed it out to me. I would yeah. never have noticed. They actually had to ban historical inaccuracy posts on the Battlefield subreddit because the mods got sick of dealing with it. Yeah, yeah. see, that's not what I mean when I say I want historical accuracy. Let's, yeah. let's, let's make that clear. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah. That was that was my best in show. I thought that was awesome. That I had only heard like vague things about that game too. So that was a really, really big showing for me. Yeah, I saw some screenshots and that was it. And people were like, "This game looks beautiful." And I was like, "Yeah, this game does look beautiful, but I know nothing about it." Yeah, blew me away. But yeah, I mean, honestly, that it showed extremely well. I'm pumped for it. Yep. All right, well, let's get a little bit, shall we? Yeah. That, I'm conclu- ready. that concludes our uh, first annual E3 awards. Woo! We'll be doing it next year, too. It's really funny, Dan. Corey was here today. And uh-huh. We're talking about the podcast. Um, and I go, yeah, like, since you guys uh, left, like, me and Dan have, like, put a lot more effort into everything. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, as I I think it's. Talk, what did I talk about last week or the week before? But well, like when I know I have to put effort into it, I actually do. Like when well, you have other people to lean on, you do. But when you don't have other people to lean on, you know, I just do what I have to do. It's funny. Like I said that same thing to Corey after. I'm like, well, it's because like you left. So like Dan and I had to figure out how to do everything and yeah. stream and like do the game giveaway, like all that stuff. And he's like, well, he's like, I spent all those years doing it. And it took me leaving for you guys to finally... yep um but i only have one nibble bit only because the week has been pretty not dead because we're still getting a little bit of e3 stuff here and there but um uh one real like important thing that i saw was that the valkyria chronicles 4 got a release date and it's actually september 25th coming to ps4 xbox one pc and nintendo switch so they'll all be there um I think I got a question on Twitter from uh, Reefer, actually, about if you should play this. You should definitely play the first one, see if you like it. And if you're interested in it, go to the yep. fourth one, because I don't think any of the stories intertwine or really even matter that much um, yeah. from game to game. I don't think there's a tie to... Um, it's the same world, but none of the same characters, stuff like that. So you're not going to be missing anything by playing the fourth one yeah. uh, and but, missing two and three, because two but, and three are hard to get. Yeah, because they were... Uh psp and ps vita exclusives i think i i believe so yeah maybe one of them was on ps3 uh, but yeah hard to get uh, the first one's on steam I don't, i'm surprised they didn't put that on switch at this point uh yeah, it's right? really awesome for the most part some of the battles you have to fail a few times before you figure out what you're supposed to do uh one of them in particular like you have to set up your soldiers perfectly you have to know a exactly what the mid battle event is going to be in order to set up properly for it there's i don't think there's any way to like beat it on your first time through and that was my only complaint about the game other than that it's it's amazing so i'm very excited for for the fourth one so coming coming to switch two and three were on the uh, ps portable esp okay um and yeah no you're right about some of the jank with that i remember there was one battle where you had to fight a tank like yeah. way through the battle randomly, like halfway through the game. And I, I didn't think I was going to be able to progress. Yeah. <laughs> I ended up being able to get through it, but, uh, but yeah, they do do that. It. It's, yeah. You're not going to, 
you know, you have that surprise you and, and be able to make it make it through to the other end, I don't think. Cause yeah, it gets tricky. The tanks are super hard to kill and they wipe your team. So yeah. you gotta be very, very careful of that. So um yeah. but I'm pretty pumped about this game. Uh I think people I guess the reviews that I read from like people who have played it in Japanese that it's very much like the first one, which mm-hmm. I'm okay with. So I've heard nothing but nothing but good things. Yep. So I'm pumped about it. Uh, September, a lot sooner than I expected, too. I didn't know. I didn't think it would be so soon, honestly. And September gets a little bit thicker in games and a little bit emptier in wallet. I will put up uh, a trailer for it in the chat. This one's good. Five minutes. Okay. That's it for your nibble bits, right? Yep. All right. Uh, I've got a couple here. The first one is that NHL 19, or Chell as they call it, uh, got a release date for September 14th with the cover athlete P.K. Subban. Were you surprised by this, Dan? I was surprised. Um, When they were showing the trailer, I was like, huh, because they had P.K. Subban in a few different spots in the trailer because they announced it during the NHL awards the other night. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? I wonder if PK Subban's a color athlete. And sure enough, there he is. Uh, um, so that's fantastic. I, this, I would buy it if it was coming to PC. Like I know Madden is coming to PC. So I was hoping to hear a PC announce PC announcement for, for NHL uh, 19. Cause I would buy it, uh, you know, support for PK, but no such luck as of yet. Yeah. Just in time before he gets traded. That's that's always the rumor. <laughs> no, I'm actually I like PK Subban on the cover. Um, I think it's a good fit. He's a good fit. He's a great defenseman. Um, he his personality screams cover athlete. Oh, definitely. So when I saw it was him, I'm like, yeah, that's a good pick. Honestly, huh? Dave thinks uh, Dave figured he it was going to be LeBron. Yeah, LeBron's. I mean, he's going to be on the cover of Madden, right? <laughs> probably, <be>. probably. <laughs> In his uh, Philadelphia 76ers jersey. <laughs> I've heard he's going to go to like every team in the NBA. Lakers. I heard the Rockets, the Spurs, Knicks. <laughs> What's going to happen? What's going to happen with that? You know what? I have no clue. LeBron James can do anything, really. Yes, he can. Greatest NBA player ever. I don't know. <laughs> I, th- I like I, saying saying that to get a reaction. Yeah, well, I mean, I think you're, you're the game's so different now than it was. It's like the NHL when you're talking about Gretzky and like whether or not Crosby, Sidney Crosby, could go back and put up the kind of points that Gretzky did. It's just a different game now. Like it, it's hard to compare the two. I, I. I guarantee I've brought this up already, but one telling stat that I had when um, Michael Jordan retired the first time or went away, played baseball, I don't remember what it was. The Bulls went to the final and narrowly lost the the finals when LeBron James left the Cavs the first time. The team became the worst team in the NBA. Okay. That's something that I think is important a little bit. Um but I also don't know that the basketball, the NBA that well. So I try not to get involved with too many conversations, but I, do I know like they, LeBron. I know they used to play uh, 
better defense back in the day. Definitely. I can't say that. Oh, God. Watching the final, the defensive effort on the final. Oh, my God. It was bad. Dave also says to come back to consoles, it's safe. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've been considering it. Like, the problem is I'm having is, like, the, a lot of the types of games that I like to play. I will only play with a keyboard and mouse. If honestly, if Xbox One X or uh, PS4 Pro said we'll support keyboard and mouse gameplay, I probably would get one. Because uh, my computer, it's it's that or my computer. Like at this point, is going to need an upgrade. It's it's getting old. It's it is old. Yeah. So I could spend six hundred dollars upgrading my computer, or I could get a one of the good consoles for 300. So I don't know. I haven't decided. Yeah. You and I are both in that spot where if we want to progress with PC stuff, we have to upgrade. Yeah. Spend a lot of money. Um, cause I, I, I want to do it. Uh, and I know you're a PC gamer, like mainly. So, you know, yeah. Another hard justification is like, that's a lot of games that I could spend the money on, which I would rather spend the money on. Yeah, um, I know Dave doesn't love the Switch, but I would probably load up my Switch with more games than I already have. So it's I've already got quite a, quite a library on my Switch. We my wife bought Splatoon two digitally today because it was it's been on sale, so that's on there. What's that? Is it forty now? Forty, yeah, on Amazon. So if if I didn't just fill up my first card on uh, my Switch, I would probably get Splatoon. But I want to wait a little bit before I upgrade uh, my micro USB or or micro SD. I'm also more like uh, back on the consoles thing. I'm more likely to get the Xbox One X uh, because of the controller. I hate the DualShock Four. I would need to get a third party controller that I could actually use and not hate. You heathen! I just I hate I hate the DualShock. Just the thumb thumbsticks, right, is the main thing you hate. Yeah, the thumbsticks. I hate. I hate that the battery only lasts like two and a half hours. Yeah, the battery is a huge issue. Yeah. So, uh, next on my list of nibble bits, the Steam Summer Sale began today. I think what we'll do next week is maybe have some must buys. Uh, we'll have a few must buys for the Steam Summer Sale. I don't spend nearly as much money as I used to. Uh, but that's because I have 400 plus games on my Steam library. And a lot of the games that I have already are the ones that go on sale frequently for steep price decreases, you know. Um, so. But yeah, I mean, it's always good. There's there's a few like uh, Just Cause 3 is a game that's fun to screw around in. Uh, that's like six bucks. So that might be a buy for me. Is it really that cheap? Yeah, it didn't come out that long ago either. Maybe I get that game. Why did the Just Cause games become so cheap? Um, I don't know. Probably because they're a bit shallow. It's it's a playground, you know. It's a playground of explosives and heavy weapons and car oh my chases. God. It's, it's it's third person Far Cry, basically. So Dan, this game is uh, four dollars and fifty cents. That's yeah, that's worth it, you know, to have a few hours of mayhem, I guess. I might get it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to get it. Do I pay an extra $2 for the DLC? 
I don't even know what the DLC is. So <laughs> I would yep. say maybe hold off on that for now. Well, let, let me read into it real quick. <laughs> uh, includes two items. Oh, expansion pass, land and sea. That might be worth it. It's two bucks. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'll bring up some Just Cause 3 gameplay. After saying I probably wasn't going to buy anything, here I am. That's what happens. I hate you, Steam. You know what game I really want to get is that Oxygen Not Included. It's that clay game, um, but it's a base builder. Oh. I'm really interested in it. Uh, And it's actually, it's an early access, but clay games are usually really well. Yeah. Supported. Um and it's fifteen. I don't know. I kinda wanna get that, but I also want to get like a couple other games like Killing Floor Two as well. I know we talked about it earlier, Dan, uh before the podcast, but there's a couple games I really want to get, but I don't know if they're gonna if it's cheap enough for me to actually do it. Yeah. Purchased. There we go. Nice. Uh so there's that one. And then my last little bit is there is a new Minecraft trailer uh, that just came out that highlights the ability to crossplay with Minecraft uh, with Microsoft and Nintendo Switch, kind of throwing some some negativity on PlayStation's refusal to uh, allow crossplay, which I like. Yeah, I like that too. The anti-consumer move, I think. It's apparently, from what I gather, it's all about money, too. Um, they want people to buy a PlayStation and play everything on PlayStation. So uh, so that's what's causing the blockage. Not even for a very good reason. If Nintendo... Nintendo. Nintendo is famously backwards with their, their online stuff. If Nintendo is allowing cross-play, there is no reason why PlayStation should not also allow cross-play. Yeah, hundred percent with you on that. I this isn't the early two thousands. It's twenty eighteen. I guess uh, from what I've gathered, I've Sony wanted this last gen, and Microsoft said no. Yep. Well, because they were winning last gen. Yeah. So at one end, you know, Microsoft throwing Sony under the bus is a little bit. It's a little annoying because they did the same thing, but at the same point, Sony is very pro consumer. Has like has been this gen. That's the reason why they got so far ahead. They put out a better product. They supported it well. Put out better games. Uh, but now they're kind of pulling this. That's a little bit annoying. Um, like all the whole generation, they've been very pro consumer, and then like this is the thing that they start reversing on. I don't like that. So yeah, kind of annoys me on both ends. Yeah. I hear. I think YouTube must be down. YouTube not working. Yeah, none of my videos want to load. So, screw it. Um. Yeah, I think that's it for nibble bits. Yeah. How was your week, Will? Pretty good. Uh, really working. Got went up to Rochester for a couple like a conference. That was cool. Uh, I've been playing Hollow Knight. Really, my summer's been pretty boring because. I work 40 hours. I go to Rochester for work every couple weeks. I mow the lawn, clean around the house a little bit, uh, work Fun out, times. Oh, play, play video games. Nothing really of note. I will say this August, remember how me and my friends went to New Hampshire, then we went to Maine, 
Uh, we're planning another trip, and what we're doing is there's going to be four of us, and we're all going to pick a place that the other three okay. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we're all going to discuss where we want to go. And I'm putting either Quebec or Montreal on there because i kind of want i hear it's beautiful out there i kind of want to see it so that's what i'm that's what i'm putting down so i'm hoping that wins because i would be ecstatic to go up to canada yeah because i'm gonna miss i'm gonna miss out miss out going to edmonton this year so kind of bummed about that yeah so that that's it for me um i got a couple things so sunday was father's day um so yeah (laughs) Which is which is fun, uh, but me, me and my wife last year for Mother and Father's Day we got a joint gift from her dad, which was a uh, dinner cruise on Skinny Atlas Lake. We had a year to use it. I think we got it. it should, you know, it might have been active starting mid mid June or whatever. We had a year to use it. So uh, about a month and a half ago, we set up a cruise for June seventeenth not knowing at the time that it was father's day. So <clears throat> on father's day, we, uh, you know, took the kids up to my father-in-law's house, dropped them off and drove up to skinny Atlas and had a nice, uh, nice cruise on, on skinny Atlas Lake with that was catered by dinosaur barbecue, which was amazing. Nice. Um, yeah, it was a buffet style too. So I just went up and loaded my plate with just barbecued meat and it was delicious. <laughs> uh, it was a perfect day for the, for the cruise too. There was a slight breeze, um, we had our own table, which was nice because they warned us that we would it might have because we were a couple, we might have to sit with another couple. But apparently there wasn't any because we got our own table, uh, so we didn't have to talk to anyone we didn't know, which was also amazing. Oh, the dream! Yeah, it was great. Uh, but some of the houses on that lake are unbelievable. Like five, because we look we looked uh, at prices uh, afterwards on on the way home and mills. Five, yeah, five million, six million, eight million dollar mansions. It's like you got to be kidding. And those are just the ones that were on sale. So, I, yeah. My goal in life is to own a lake house on top yep. of a normal house. That's we want to have a lake house that we can live at year round, um, at a lake that doesn't freeze over in the winter. Yeah. So that's our goal, also. Yeah, that that's what I'm pushing for. Uh, who knows if we get there, but I'm going to try. Yep, that's that's the target at the very least. We've always been very uh, water-oriented family, yeah. you know? Uh, so that's kind of a logical step in our older years, you know? Yeah, our grandfather had a, for the longest time, had a cottage on a lake in Ontario, which is fantastic. There's less maintenance with a lake than having a pool, I'm starting to realize. Oh, yeah. Because you do nothing with a lake. Yeah, you but, just enjoy, you just enjoy it. Yeah, but with a pool, my god, is it a pain. Yeah. Definitely. Uh so there was that uh so we're also going to be moving around our house again. I feel like I just did this and it wasn't that long ago, but <laughs> we are going to move all of our bedrooms to down in the basement and have all of upstairs be living space instead of all of upstairs be uh bedrooms. So Starting probably tomorrow, I'm going to pack everything up again, move bedrooms. Uh, but this time we're actually going to be putting up walls down here. So I'm going to be doing some framing and drywall, uh, all, all running electricity, all that fun stuff. So that's probably going to take up my entire summer uh, just doing that. 
But for now, we're just going to be moving the older two kids down here. Um, And so we can regain at least a few of the rooms upstairs. Uh, We're going to have a dining room finally, and our living room is going to go back to being a living room instead of a bedroom, which it's been for, I don't know, probably a year, if I had to guess. So, man, you're what I was going to say, you're very home improvement. You're like, uh, What's that show? Oh, Home Improvement. You're Home like Improvement. Tim yeah. Allen. Yeah, I mean, we had we we're still not sure. We might have someone come do it, but I don't trust anybody. Uh, it's also unbelievably expensive to have that sort of work done. Yeah. Uh, and in the summer, like contractors are really super busy doing other things. Everybody's so, house. Yeah. So, and this is a comparatively small project compared to you know what they could be doing so that's a negative on our side and i don't trust anybody to do a good job and do the right thing so yeah if you screw up it's on you so it's on me and you know and i can fix it at the time whereas you know sometimes if uh you know someone's doing something in your house and they screw up they hide it and you don't know until years later so (laughs) isn't that scary that that happens oh yeah i spend a lot of time on the home improvement subreddit and some of the horror stories would uh, curl. Uh, put hair on your chest. We'll say, <laughs> say it that way. So, uh, there's that. Oh, but the, but the reason why we're doing that is uh, we hadn't done anything like that before. My wife got a new job, so she's not going to be traveling nearly as much. So, congrats to her on that. Uh, it's it's actually the school we went to high school at, um, our hometown. So it's very close to where I live now. Uh, so we're going to be here for another few years. So we don't mind spending a little money uh, doing upgrades on the house. We weren't sure if we were going to be moving uh, to a new area. So we didn't want to do anything drastic on the house. So we're here for at least a few more years before we hopefully move south. Uh, so there's that. Mario Tennis is coming out tomorrow. I'm very excited for that. Uh, that'll be next week's episode. So uh, Dave, if you're still in the chat, sorry, man. But, uh, yeah, Nintendo next week. Mario Tennis. Woo! Oh, Tennis. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it, but I'm really excited for that game. And I don't know. I just don't know why. Yeah. Is it the uh, Switch? Is it just I want everything on the Switch? Is that the key? Yeah, that's part of it. The gameplay was really good. I'm looking forward to playing, like, four-player with the kids and the wife. So uh, I'm hoping the online... The online. A lot of people complained about lag and stuff online. I didn't get any of that, so... Um, it was fine for me, the 10, 15, uh, online matches that I did. So, yeah. So there's that. That's all I have for my week. Will, what did you play? Uh, the main thing I want to talk about, Dan, is Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight. Uh, I've put in maybe, probably maybe five hours into it so far. This game, like, it's so easy to play and just kind of get lost in it. Um, you just get like you just start exploring and next thing you know, like you're deep into a cavern and then you realize like, well, crap, if I die, I'm screwed. There's no way I'm going to be able to get my shade. So that's one thing that I picked up on. I didn't know what the deal with the shade business was. So when your character dies somewhere in the game, it leaves behind your soul and they call it a shade. And what that is, is, you know, it's your soul. You have to go back, kill it. To be able to recoup all of your... Is it called Geo Geos? I don't know, actually. 
I'm going to look up the currency real quick. I think it's called Geos, though. Um, Hollow Knight Currency. Uh, yeah, so it is Geo. Um, and that's what you use for upgrades and stuff like that. So that's one mechanic that I discovered. Another thing that I discovered was the use of charms. Uh, and I didn't know that this existed either. So what it is, it gives you different abilities. Uh, one lets you, when you kill something, you have to go over the geos to be able to collect them. There's a charm that gives you those geos that just come to you, kind of like uh, in Diablo when you auto-loot. Uh, so it's that sort of thing and there's also ones where you can do different magic attacks you can dash to the air uh, all sorts of stuff like that so that's really cool I didn't know that existed I didn't even know there was a map in this game Um, but I found the guy who was the cartographer down there uh, down in um, Dirtmouth so you know did that got the map I didn't know that uh, you could buy a compass to be able to like further like upgrade your map mapping skills uh all sorts of stuff like that you can like buy different stuff to find like um what's it called spa areas in the game or like benches Mm -hmm. like stuff like that it's really cool um i also killed the first boss dan i don't know how far you are i just beat the first boss so you killed the false knight yep yep okay so i just killed the false knight too and i went to the second area where it's like a more grassy area which is a really cool different enemy types um but man i i love hollow knight like i was just playing it for like three hours and i just had no like i didn't even realize that i was playing it for that long because like i was just exploring and finding cool stuff and like talking to these characters is really cool because you don't really understand what's going on in the world but like when you're talking to these people you learn a little bit about the world it's actually a super interesting kind of I don't even know like situation that you're in that like the Metrovania, like you're going through these, like these caverns trying to discover stuff. Like it's really, it's a really cool game. The art style is top notch. It's one of my favorite stylings in a game that I've seen. Um, And I've also come to the conclusion that I want hollow Knight and smash brothers. Oh, that would be awesome. Do you know how sweet of a character he'd be to add to that thing? What's the multi-platform smash brothers game? What's that called? brawl out brawl out maybe he he would be in brawl out the he would, main guy he would, he'd fit in because the hyperlight drifter character is in brawl out so yeah that's another that's in. another one that's coming to switch uh that i will rebuy because i love that game it's yeah. also going to be full 60 frames per second on the switch so no way yeah so that's, that's crazy i don't know i don't know if heart machine is doing the the porting of it but it's supposed to be like the definitive edition of of Hyperlight Drifter, which is awesome because that maybe, game was great. So maybe I'll put my Hyperlight Drifter PC playthrough on pause. Yeah, play it on Switch because I really liked Hyperlight Drifter when I played it. So good. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm on I'm in love with Hollow Knight. I think this is an amazing game, and the more that I play it, the more you learn, the more you see. It's just, it's awesome. I totally agree. Um, yeah, I. I I don't think I, pro- I don't think I played as much as you did, but I am absolutely enjoying it so far. Uh, yeah, the the mystery of the world is also what what intrigues me, uh, and it reminds me of a game, and I just can't think of what it is. It reminds me of something I played recently, probably within the last two or three years. That's a similar type of game that has a similar type of setting, and I just can't for the life of me come up with it. I was gonna say Rogue Legacy, to. but it was soon. Now, recent. Yeah, um, this was it. Would it was 
kind of story driven, like like Hollow Knight. And I'm just not going to be able to come up with, with with what it is. It wasn't Binding of Isaac, just, was it? No, I don't think so. It's the you know with the random random characters. Oh hey, we got a subscriber on Twitch Prime. Thanks. Yeah, uh, Geek Beers Shrew, appreciate it. Thank you very um, much. Thank you. Um, so yeah, it's uh, I'm not going to be able to come up with the name. So well, my brain isn't you know isn't was it, all that well. So was it a dungeon crawler? I think so. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I, I'll I'll think about it over the course of the week and and try and remember. Uh, it was a, it was an indie game that I played, but just the way the it, the way the way the characters talk and stuff when you come across them in the world like that, it just reminded me of whatever this other game is. Uh, Darkest Dungeon, so, Crept of the Necromancer, Necro no, Necro Dancer. Sorry, didn't play that one. Uh, Spelunky Rogue Legacy, Etrian Odyssey. Yeah, I don't think I'll be able to find it. Yeah, that's okay. I'll think about it over the course of the week and report. Come, yeah, come up with the name. Um, so, did you play anything else, Will? No, I've only really been playing Hollow Knight and loving. Oh, I have big news. What's up? You know my mobile game that I play, Clash Royale. Yeah. I have parted ways with my clan. Oh, really? Had a I... falling out, did you? big well i'm the only person what happened was i was in a clan uh people stopped playing so they're like the 15 of us couldn't keep it going and getting max results because back in the like a couple months ago how it worked is there would be clan battles on the weekend and what you would do is you would have to try to get a certain amount of crowns and every time you play somebody and destroy one of their three towers you get a crown so if you destroy all three you get all three crowns if you destroy one you only get one crown so on and so forth so to do that, you there was these things called chests, and you had to get a certain amount of crowns to unlock these chests. Blah 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 blah. To get to the max level, you needed to destroy like a thousand or two thousand structures in the game. So what happened was, is the clan started to fall apart. We ended up merging with another clan. Um, be due to not being able to participate enough, uh, everybody got kicked. That was from the clan that I was in, except me and my one friend Evan, who Dan, you know Evan. Yeah. Uh, so Evan had participated in every single clan war, uh, had donated 600 cards to the clan, which is the third highest. He didn't finish one final battle because how it's done now, they changed it up. So you do uh, draft day and you do three battles uh, to collect enough cards for your whole clan to use within the game. Uh, and then if uh, you build a deck after that draft day to the final battle, you build a deck, you do the battle, you do head-on, uh, and that's where you uh, find out your rank between the five different clans that are competing in this. So he didn't participate in the one final battle, so they kicked him. Uh, and I was like, I Evan told me that, I didn't know he got kicked, so I was like, why did you kick him? And a couple other people were kind of annoyed, and the, the guy who kicked him was like, you didn't participate in the final battle, and I'm like, dude, like, we work 40 hours, like, we have lives outside of this, he donated the third most cards and didn't do one final battle like big whoop it's a it's a phone game uh and then the other guy was like no he did the right thing if you want to invite him back you can but he did nothing wrong don't let everybody get to you so a bunch of people ended up leaving including me and i ended up saying good for you too and just like quit Uh Uh, so now i'm clanless in clash royale and i don't know what to do because i'm not getting anything because i don't play as much as i used to so i'm not really progressing so i'm kind of hitting a point where i might delete it Mm mm-hmm 
So uh, I wanted to say, screw the clan preparation itch. Mm. Screw that clan. That's an interesting name. <laughs> I didn't name it. I just was told to join it. I was like, all right. Okay. Salt and Sanctuary, Dan? No, nope, that's not it. I haven't played that, though okay. I would like to. I'll go through my list and see what I've been playing over the past little while. Uh, but that's a good, that's a good guess. That Yeah, uh, that is a good one. So the main thing I've been playing, and I played a lot of it this week, is Far Cry 5. Ooh, what do you think? Which I, I love it. It's fantastic. Yeah. My complaint about it, and it's along the lines of the constant attacks, but it's not from the people on the ground. It's from airplanes. Yeah, that's Freaking annoying. airplanes all the time. They're hard to take down. And uh, yet they uh, kill you, too, quick. They kill me very easily, and if I don't have someone with me to heal me right away, or if they get shot down, too, I die a lot from that. So that was really frustrating for a while, because um, I went after I went after John Seed first. That, um, okay, that's the one down south, correct? Yes, okay. and his his air, his kind of final battle is is part part airplane that which i had a lot i had a lot of trouble with that at first uh until i i got to the frustrated to the point where i looked up how to how to beat him and uh if you die a bunch and like respawn on the ground uh they tell you to go get a helicopter and sure as hmm. sure as heck that uh made it at least a thousand times easier with uh, yeah. doing it with a helicopter okay so shot him down almost immediately with the helicopter. So especially with uh keyboard and mouse, the airplanes are very, very hard to control. So and, uh, I even, I even tried it with a controller and it was, it was easier, but still nearly impossible to do. Um, so yeah, I, I cheated a little bit, but uh, I mean, that game's just, it's just fun. You know, it's fun to blow stuff up and shoot people in the face, shoot cultists in the face, not just anybody. Um, yeah, it's it's good stuff. Did you go after Faith yet? I'm moving into Faith's territory right now. I'm kind of finishing up some side missions that I have in the south. Uh, then I'll I'll go after Faith and, and wipe her out. But yeah, I'm I'm digging Far Cry Five. I actually really like Faith's stuff way more than John. Seeds. Okay, because John Seeds is like he's a jerk. With Faith, it's a little bit more more to it, and I kind of think what she does is more messed up. Okay. Um, yeah, there's a couple of really cool moments in in that uh, mission wise, and I won't spoil it. I want you to see it, but it's there's a re- really awesome moment in that one. Nice. Did you end up beating it? No, I have to do the. Uh, I have to finish uh, killing Faith and then go up to the other brother. Oh, okay. But it kind of what happened was it, I hit the end of the semester, oh, uh, yeah. so I stopped playing it. But I, I will end up going back to it to finish it up. Yeah, it's good stuff. I really, really dig it so far. I probably played it for like eight hours, if I had to guess. Um, that's nice. what I played the most of this 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 past week. So, um, let me check. I don't. Last time I checked, we didn't have any faith, uh, any any feedback. So, let me check. Fearless says that uh, when he did face arc is when he realized he didn't like the game. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. I get it. I, I mean, I it's be... it's really not that different from the other Far Cry games. No. Um, you know, you kind of know what you're getting there. But yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it so far. I, I feel like that's kind of what I just needed that type of game, you know, for right now. Dumb fun. 
Yeah, it is dumb fun. You're absolutely right. Um, so we did get one piece of feedback from Idaho Jake, Woo! who says, "Hey guys, not much to say, but to Dan and Eric, happy late Father's Day. I'll give you an Idaho Jake's this day in gaming history in 2000." Dreamcast released South Park Rally. 2005, The Bard's Tale was released for Windows, and Bomberman was released on Nintendo DS. 2011, Dungeon Siege 3 and Fear 3 were released, and today, Drawful 2 was released for the Nintendo Switch. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Thanks, Jake. That's it, and you are winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah, you're going to get yourself a game. Alright, let me call up the list. The new and improved game giveaway list. Oh yeah. Um, skip. Okay. So, how many games total is there? We're and still at one fifty, I think. I don't. We're we're a little bit behind here, so. One fifty. I've got to get caught up with. Jake has one from a while ago. I don't know if he claimed that. Uh, and then Reefer has one. And Tate from last week, and then Jake from this week. So I will send out emails today with when we get done here, um, updating everybody with their with their games. So go ahead, Will. All right, word. So first roll is one thirty-seven. One thirty-seven, which is Fear Two Project Origin. Ooh, a scary game. Yeah. So Fear Two Project Origin. Ninety-seven is the next one. 97, well, let me, 97 is The Walking Dead Season 2. That's not bad either. Uh, 26. 26 is uh, Dead Space. Uh, another? Wow. Which I hated, but a lot of people like it. <laughs> I forgot you hated Dead Space. Terrible. 37. 37 is Slime Sand. It's a pl- uh, platformer, I believe. Um, and last, 145. Five. 45 is Abzu. I, I liked Abzu. I played through that. Not as good I, as Journey, but it's still still pretty cool. I have it. I just haven't haven't tried it out yet. So, Jake, your options are Fear 2 Project Origin, uh, The Walking Dead Season 2, 26 is Dead Space, Slime Sand, or Abzu. So let us know what you want. As I said, I'm going to send out emails uh, notifying the winners and their, their games tonight after I get we get done with this episode, so... Yeah, we we finished early. Yeah. Um, next week is going to be Mario Tennis Aces. Uh, I'll hopefully have played quite a bit of that by next week. What about Captain Spirit? Captain Spirit comes out next week, so hopefully we'll do that the week after. Is there going to be a... Ah, yeah, there might be. Yeah, it's it's Life is Strange. So <laughs> and, and it's one episode, correct? It's I think it's one episode. I didn't... didn't really have any clarity on that i just know it's going to be free it's coming out next week so i think it's the 26th that comes out so so impromptu nibble bit comes out the 25th now they bumped it up oh 
maybe we will cover that next week too. Maybe we'll do Mario Tennis Aces. Well, no, it's hard with the dual episodes, but we'll see. We're at least going to do Mario Tennis for sure next week, and then maybe, maybe, maybe Captain Spirit. Well, maybe if you and I both get it, we can cover it and what we played because I know we have four people who want to do another Fortnite episode. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> we do have to do have the Fortnite episode at some point here. Yeah, so there's actually going to be for the first time ever. Well, I guess not really because Eric still is a part of this podcast, but we're going to do a Fortnite episode with three people who are guests and then Eric. So, yep. so six people. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yes, it is. <laughs> But, yes, it is. Uh, so that's probably not next week, the week after, if that can yep. line everybody up for that. But yeah, I mean, I think we have a somewhat steady stream now of ep- episodes because, uh, like I said, the Mario Tennis Aces. We have a Fortnite one that we're going to fit in here, uh, covering the season four stuff. I guess they, I mean, the ones that play it all the time have have better idea what what all that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still very much a noob at Fortnite. Um, but then we have Captain Spirit. We have uh, Project o- Octopath Travel. Uh, Project Octopath. Octopath Traveler. That's yeah. the official name. Octopath Traveler, which is coming out in three weeks from from tomorrow. Um, so that'll be coming up. We'll probably give. A, uh, we'll probably have like two weeks before we do that episode. Because uh, I'm uh, from what I gather, that game's pretty long. So, but that's that's on the list. Um, maybe Captain Toad Treasure Tractor. Maybe not. It all depends. That game's never really been covered by us, right? Corey played it. Oh. He so, would. Yes, he would. And he did. So, uh, that's everything. Uh, again, if you want to help the podcast, you can subscribe with Twitch Prime. We had one not that long ago. Uh, Geek Beers Shrew subscribed. So, uh, with, with Twitch Prime, it's a great way to help the show without having to spend any money which is always a good thing. Save your money for video games. And in this case, save it for the steam sale, which just started today and can easily drain your wallet if you're not careful. So, uh, yeah, that'll do it for episode 361 of the thumbstick athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan, and I'm Will. Thanks for listening and get out of my basement. One, two, three, four, five.